everyone, and welcome to Stone's Top Tens, where I will be ranking my top 10 favorites in different categories. My name is Anna Stone, and in season two, we are exploring my favorite sports movies with a variety of my friends. We have been working backwards through the list from 10 to 1 with a few bonus episodes because I am terrible at making decisions. There's even a whole different subcategory for season two because this is who I am. Now, sometimes you may think that we are missing a movie that is essential to the top 10 list. There are a few reasons this may be. I may have never seen it. It may appear on a different list, or I just may not agree with you about how good the movie is, which is totally possible. Uh, you can always email me with any suggestions or positive feedback at stonestop10s at gmail.com. No apostrophe in the email address. Um, it might even get you on an episode. If you'd like to get updates about when episodes are coming out, please subscribe to Stone's Top Tens and rate and review it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your pods. You can also follow me on Instagram at Stone's Top Tens to get updates too. So let's welcome today's guest host, Jenna Tobin. Hey, Jenna. How's it going? Hello. How are you today? Um, I am still kind of sick, so bear with me. I am getting sick, so there's a bit of a in my throat. Mm, beginning of the school year. Mm, so it begins. Oh, just want to clarify here. It is obviously February and therefore not the beginning of the school year, but we did record this at the beginning of the school year. So um, an update, it is the middle of the school year and we are still always sick. All right, back to the episode. Um, awesome. Okay. Great that we're both, you know, under the weather, I guess. Um, today we are going to be discussing my number one sports pick, 2000's Remember the Titans. This movie follows the T.C. Williams football team in 1971. Okay, I wish everyone could just see Tobin <laughs> dancing up a storm on the other end here. Okay, this movie... <laughs> This movie follows the T.C. Williams football team in 1971, the first year after forced integration in Alexandria, Virginia. The school board hires a black head coach, Herman Boone, to replace the white coach, Bill Yost. Boone invites Yost to stay on as his assistant coach and defensive coordinator in an effort to ease the transition for their players. After a bumpy start and a tough week at training camp at Gettysburg College, the team finally begins to break down their racial barriers and work together. Throughout their season, they deal with challenges on and off the field, culminating in a tragic accident and a highly anticipated championship game. Jenna, what are your initial feelings about Remember the Titans, other than your little dance, dancey dance you already did? That's because it makes me excited. I love this movie. Top Top 10 movies overall I've ever seen. So good. Solid flick. It's good for any age group. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a family movie. Forced my children and my husband to watch it with me. It's just a feel-good movie. It's so good. Um, I am so nostalgic for this movie. I This is one that I actually had the like store-bought VHS for it, not just like the taped-off of TV VHS. <laughs> You are showing your age right now. <laughs> well, it was like a big deal. Um, and I watched it like on repeat. Um, I love like there's always this vibe of like, oh, I wish we could go back to, you know, better times. But like, really, there weren't better times. Um, but 
this like small town like feelings of school spirit is something that like really um is kind of what I think people mean when they say something like that is like like the whole town gets excited about like this winning team and it brings them all together and I just um I have some nostalgia I always hoped high school would be like that and I feel like since Green Bay is bigger than that we didn't have that feeling um of like school spirit um and it's also just still incredibly relevant like it is incredibly relevant I just had this discussion with my students this week the seniors about that school spirit and the division within school and how they wish they had that high school experience yeah but with COVID everybody was so disconnected and they like are segmented now and it's just I think it's coming back Mm -hmm. it's building its way back but it's just not there where like the whole town can be swept up in one team's victory and their success. But right. it's it's just oh this I would watch it on a day like today. This would be a good day to oh, watch. Oh yeah, nice crisp fall day. It's perfect. It's just feel good, nothing else to do, even though I have a million things to do. Watch a little Harmon Boone. Mm-hmm. I mean, this episode is going to come out like mid-January, which is also a great time to watch this movie when you're like, I just need like something to feel good. <laughs> right. Or I'm not leaving my house today. Right. After out to Wisconsin. So exactly. Um, but I enjoy the movie a great deal. And my daughter enjoyed it a great deal. And my husband hadn't watched it in a very long time. And he's like, I forgot how good that movie is. Yes, absolutely. Um okay. So one difference this season is that we are looking at what theme or themes, if you, like me, have a hard time making a decision, um, each host takes away from the movie. So Jenna, um, I need you to put on your ELA teacher hat. And what theme would you say this movie embodies? It's going to be a halfway put on hat because I'm not doing a phrase. (laughs) I'm doing a buzzword. I'll I'll (laughs) accept that. Half credit. (laughs) I'm doing a, a theme buzzword. Now, I would not accept this in my class, but this is where we're at today. Perseverance, camaraderie, leadership, a sense of belonging. The list could go on. Mm-hmm. But I think perseverance against all odds, which would be obviously mostly the racial component, the societal component, mm-hmm. and coming together for a common goal which is to try to be a successful football team despite having different levels of melanin in our skin yes um for me I thought that one was that we are better united than divided um because they (laughs) thank you um because like they just can't be as successful when they're not together. And like Mm -hmm. we see halfway through, they start to fall apart because of all the pressure from their town and other people. And um, they, the team starts to fall apart too. Like their performance does and that they really need, Mm -hmm. they're better when they're together than when they're not. Um, And I also would maybe add something about like hope being found when we stop looking for reasons to hate one another um, mm-hmm. And said, focus on acceptance and what everybody brings to the table. Everybody is different. And like when they stop looking at how they are different as like a negative thing and instead start looking at how it can bring them together or how it makes them better. I just think that's another really 
you know, big message of this movie. I agree. And that translates definitely to today for sure. Absolutely. It does. Part of why it's still so relevant. Okay. So we are going to try to not list every scene from this movie, but what scenes did you think were the best throughout the movie? Let's like try to limit ourselves. We could literally go go beat by beat. (laughs) We could. So I was thinking about this and I, in my head, my ADHD brain, I'm like, all over the place. So do you want me to go in chronological order or can I just be like, Bleh. Um, whatever, you're, whatever you're feeling, whatever feels I best feel for you. Right now that I wish to follow the impulses of my brain. Beautiful. So I want to start with, I'm going to do two. The bus scene or the mm. whole camp. Yes. Scene. Um, when Herman is there and you have Gary, not Jerry. <laughs> Gary and the fact that he spells his name with a J drives me insane. Can I say what's his nuts? Are you gonna edit that out? No, you say it. That's fine. Okay. Uh Ray. Mm-hmm. The typical Southern white man, Ray. And they challenge Boone and he puts them in their place. Yeah. I love that scene. One, because it shows like the quiet power that Herman Boone has. Absolutely. And it shows that these kids, kids, these children, children. are willing to go up against a black grown man mm-hmm. just because of the racial stereotypes they hold, mm-hmm. which they would never do that to their white coach. Yeah, I had this one too. Um, that like, who is your daddy line cool. is like so powerful. Like, it just. Oh my Whenever god! Whenever I show this time. in class, and the kids hear that line, they like lose it. Yes, because they know, they just know, and it's just for me, it's like secondhand embarrassment. Mm-hmm. But the kids are just like, oh, all right, okay, he's not playing, he's got it. <laughs> um, I also think that scene is impactful because you see the two different sides of Herman. You see that with the kids, and then when they he separates them on the bus, mm. he's one way with the black students and a different tone and mood and kind of unsure with the white students um, you can tell like he's not, the bus. Yeah. he's not like unsure when no, he goes to the just... white bus but like he is definitely more timid mm-hmm. than the first bus like and it's just a small shift it is and I feel like that's a Denzel shift oh it is like he did that he's amazing because he's phenomenal and I just not all, not everybody picks up on that, like especially the younger. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, wow, okay. Well, like uh, separating person, the buses. Oh, go ahead. I said being a person who's frequently the only black person in a space. Mm-hmm. I definitely can relate to that. Yeah, I can only imagine because I'm not very frequently the minority in a room. Um, well, you are white, bright white. <laughs> hey, hey. I am. Um, <laughs> I was gonna like be indignant, and then I was like, "I was like, what are you gonna be upset about?" I am like <laughs> blindingly pale. Um, you, you, yeah. Or as Allie likes to say, I look like a 
sickly Victorian child. It's fine. Um, <laughs> That's very mean, actually. <laughs> it's fine. Here we are. Um, but also, like, how smart Herman is for, like, splitting up the buses, offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a way to force them to mingle, to show who's in charge. Correct. And it also makes sense. Like, it makes sense that you would want your offense and defense to start bonding. Completely does. And again, it's that mind shift. Like, you are not black and white. You are football players. Mm -hmm. I want you to think, like, offense, defense. That is how you categorize yourself. Um, I enjoy that. I also, back with the camp, really enjoy the scene after they run to Gettysburg. Mm. And they're Mm -hmm. playing in the lights. Still don't know what they're saying. But when the strong Julius, side, left side. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> Julius and Jer Bear, Gary. <laughs> um, like it just clicks. Like Gary gets it. Like he gets what Herman's trying to preach here, and he is like, "Okay, let's go." And then you can see that beat where Julius is like, "Am I doing this? Am I going to do this?" And then he does. And I, right. I love that scene. Yeah, that is. Um... It's one of those scenes that, like, I I know how I'm supposed to feel because the music swells and tells me how I'm supposed to feel. I like to be told what to feel while I'm watching a movie. It makes me feel better. Um, it's less thinking I need to do on my own. I like the music to tell me how to feel. But, like, I have never understood how just, like, hitting someone and yelling your position is a way to, like, break down a racial barrier. But apparently it is. And... I, First like, of all, I never connected the dots that those are positions. I promise I'm not <laughs> dumb. I am 37 years old. I've seen this movie probably 50 times. Okay. Cool. Um, That's just like, I don't know. I, I think it's more of a, like, I see it as Gary meeting him where he's at. Like, typically in the black community those are celebrations that they do okay like no i'm not saying my people don't but like he like came at him like rod or like ah. it was like a chant yeah not a chant but you know what i mean it was like um, a call and response correct oh, <laughs> i don't want to no. say it i was like no oh my god it came out <laughs> and i just hate it doesn't it. Sound. oh my god it does not sound i hate oh. it we're babbing Move on. Dabbing the listeners. I don't know. It just it felt like Gary was like opening up and like Julius, I'm gonna meet you where you are at, like at your level. Mm. Like that's where you're at. Yeah. We're not gonna sit down and have a deep conversation. We're gonna come together through a good football play. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What other scenes do you have as like your best? You had so you narrowed it down to two. So that's one very you're welcome. That's it. No, I have more. Oh, I was going to say, because that was already like a cheat, which is fine. I appreciate a good cheat, but. I know, I did that. <laughs> I'm sneaky. I tricked you, as Quinn would say. Um, <laughs> I like, again, the dynamic of Gary's mom with Julius, how she mm. doesn't even want to like be with him, look at him, touch him, whatever. And at the end, she's just like, you are what my son needs and wants. Mm. You are the best for him. And that shows, like, character growth and, like, how someone's mindset can change pretty quickly. It, like, that's not a, it's not a long football no, season. it's not. So, 
I just, I enjoyed those scenes as well. I guess that's more of a character arc in that scene. Um, but I also like the throwing of the banana at the racist coach. Oh, Ooh, every time. You know what? You know what is my favorite? I'm sorry if that clap was heard around the world in podcast world. <laughs> but the one where Coach Yost is mad at Boone because there was a brick thrown through their window oh, when Cheryl that scene was is over. So powerful. And that scene is like, and all when I show it, all my students can relate because I, I teach at a very diverse school. Very diverse. Mm-hmm. And they all can relate to that. Like, he's like, I'm sorry that happened to you, but like, that's just a small taste of what my children go mm-hmm. through. Like, that to me was like, wow. Like, yes. what a great way to put that so people understand. Like, mm-hmm. you can be pissed. You can blame me, but that's wrong. Right. You need to be mad at the people who did it and maybe have some empathy for the fact that my children live this every single day. Right. Exactly. I agree. Um, like I mentioned, I already had the going to camp scene. Um, I love the morning run at the camp, which is like not even morning. It's like three in the morning. Um, I think it's so funny when he like tells the kids that if they get lost, like just to go home and like not come back because like I used to coach high school sports. I'm sure by this episode, everybody knows this. I used to coach high school sports and that's just like not something you could do coaching in modern times. Like, I mean, it's things that you would like to say sometimes, but right? You but you just keep can't. people places. Um, um, it's got that really good Bob Dylan. A hard rain's gonna fall in the background while they're running. Like, love some Bob Dylan. Um, the scene is really set with like the mist and the dark, mm-hmm. and the forest is very gloomy. And then they get to a graveyard, and like they're all. Like one kid literally looks dead in the background every time I look at him. Like that child is a zombie. Um, <laughs> like why well, are we not concerned? Imagine being woken up out of a dead sleep to go run how many miles? Yeah, like, no. This body. The only person I know it. who could do that would be my daughter, and that's just because she's in cross country. Yeah, no. Um, but it also just like they're all also incredibly dirty. I'm like, were they rolling? <laughs> like, did they all fall multiple times? It probably did because, like, if you look at the terrain, there's like puddles and branches and like whatever. But Coach Boone still looks real good in that red hoodie. Yes, big fan. Um, but it comes like there's this, you know, he tells the story of Gettysburg and like how it's still relevant to them. And he says, I don't care if you like each other or not, but you will respect each other. And to me, that is like something I say in my classroom all the time where I'm like, you don't need to like everybody, but like you do need to be respectful. And it's just, I think that's just like a really good lesson for everybody like overall in life is like, Mm -hmm. you do not have to like someone, but you can still be respectful of them, like regardless of how you feel about them. To a point, there's a certain people I don't want to respect in the government, (laughs) but you know. Well, yes. But, like, essentially, overall, in 95% of your interactions with people, Correct. you can just be respectful. You can be respectful. That is just, that's just a life lesson for more adults than kids, I think, Agreed. these days. Um, um, I do love that scene. It's Ooh, so good. Misty. Mm. Um, the Groveton game, I love that one. It's the one with the new uh, warm-up. Mm, um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Geary has absolutely no rhythm like i'm just like oh no when you told me that i went and watched it and i was like 
this might ruin this scene for me. <laughs> like, you couldn't put somebody else in the scene and put it in the helmet? Like, I guess, I don't know, but it's so bad. Um, put him in the back. But I just love it. Um, you know, Rev gets injured because of Ray's bullshit. And, um, you know, Boone gives that pep talk to Sunshine and it's like very not true. He's like, you know, what is it? Like I had 13 (laughs) brothers and sisters all depending on me. And like afterwards, Doc is like, did you, or no, it's you had 12 brothers and sisters. And he's like, no, but like, he goes, oh yeah, (laughs) it's better. better." (laughs) I love Doc. Like I just, oh, he's so good. He's so good. And I, I was like, to Adam I was like he is so cute mm. and he's like you are so weird I was like I'm just letting you know like I'm pretty sure they're the age we are right now yeah. in this movie yeah so like, it changes the dynamic appropriate. um <laughs> age appropriate. I'm noticing that in my advanced age first um, of all you're younger than I am so be quiet <laughs> um I also love like sunshine that first play he like tells him to let the defender come through and then he's just mm. absolutely feral and like flips him and the coach is like unnecessary roughness and like on the quarterback is like oh my god and I just love that well, it's the look after like he just he's like mm. yeah like yeah try that with me type of thing um, I just I just love that and like the whole element of his story arc and like his dad being military like if they can fight together they can play together which is great mm-hmm. um but like the long hair. I just thought that was interesting that like Boone and Yost both were like, you cannot have long hair. That is also something that absolutely could not happen anymore. Like you could not tell In Texas kid, it does. Oh, that's trash. Well, okay. It should not happen where you can tell a kid that they need to cut their hair to play a sport. Yes, they cannot have dreads in certain places in the South. They've had, like there's an ongoing lawsuit that's probably going to Supreme Court about this. That's ridiculous. Um, but um, I just found it interesting that, like, that's what these two men, white and black, agreed on with no talking whatsoever. It was like, the hair's got to go. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, that scene ends with, or that game ends with Gary cutting Ray. And, like, Correct. it shows how much, like, Ray is one of the only characters that has little to no character growth in this Correct. movie. But Ray, or not Ray. Gary has so much and like that he's willing to like go against one of his seemingly oldest friends and be like I know you did that on purpose and I don't want you on this team anymore well I think it just speaks to Gary's character and like as a person Mm -hmm. but also it kind of shows I always tell my students like just because you've known someone for a long time doesn't mean they're a good person and they need Mm -hmm. to be in your life and like you're and Gary basically is like you're gonna stay behind and I'm going to grow and move forward. And you can do that, but I'm not going to be with you. Right. Uh, and then the last scene that I had was the state championship game. Um, it starts with Louie going to tell Boone that he's eligible. And Boone's like, that's great, son, but I'm already married. And like, he's in college. I just love that part. Um, and like everybody's standing for Gary's mom when she comes in. And like she sits with um Herman's wife Mrs. Boone yep yeah and I love that um I like that a lot um, I do like that a lot and then like at halftime you know Cheryl is the one who really talks to Yost and she's like you need to swallow your pride and like you've been telling them they need to do this the whole time 
and you need to walk the walk and like ask for Correct. help um and Boone is kind of like you know I can't like nobody's perfect and blah he's so soft in that halftime and Julius is like you told us we had to be perfect like you demanded <laughs> perfection like we've won every game this team is perfect and then you know Yost finally asks Boone for help and I and yeah. they come together and I just love it um it's great I, there's just so many good scenes like when Yost like knows you're throwing the game and he loses the hall of fame oh. that is like so powerful to me like you can just, and I don't know how much was driven by Cheryl being like a child, like, and he wants to, like you said, walk the walk and talk the talk, but like, mm. I don't want it this way. You're, you're doing it on purpose. And I also love the speech he gives where he's like, you play all night. Yes. Like, they will not get another, like, I love that speech. They will remember forever <laughs> the night they played the Titans. I just, <laughs> this whole movie is so well acted. And then, uh, like the second half, Boone is just like the aggressive gum chewing on the sideline is such a thing oh. I associate with football coaches. Like it's so aggressive. Also, I don't know why he looks good doing it. I just maybe because <laughs> I like that though. And when he's like yelling about them lining up offsides and he's yeah. just like, he's like Yes, uh, he's like throwing his arms. Like <laughs> he's over the ref. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because Yes, you coach, but like I've sat and watched a lot of things. Like my mm -hmm. kids play. The the coaches are that intense, even in yeah. Um, and then the like the forced fumble. Petey's the one to recover it after he wasn't supposed to sit, so he has to get seventy five yards to the end zone, which is like an insane distance. Um, and they do like that quarterback play or whatever, where he um like Rev comes in. And, um, you know, he, my brother was a quarterback when he played and he said he always wanted to run that play because he never got to hit anybody, um, which is a very, if you know my brother, that's just like a very him thing to say. Um, and then it ends with that, like, you're a Hall of Famer in my book, you know, after they win. I just love that. I love that for them. I do too. They're besties forever. Yeah. And next, uh, let's take a look at this cast. So there are so many magnificent actors in this movie. So I'm just going to list a few and not necessarily their parts. Uh, Denzel Washington, Will Patton, Wood Harris, Ryan Hurst, Donald Faison, Craig Kirkwood, Ethan Suppley, Kip Perdue, Hayden Panettiere, Kate Bosworth with this like tiny ass role and yeah. Ryan Gosling. Um, <laughs> Which is every time it cracks me up. Um, so what would you say are the highlights of the cast or what changes would you make to this cast? No notes. No notes. No notes referencing New Girl. Yes. Obviously, the cornerstone is my man Denzel. Mm -hmm. Or is it Denzel? Did I not see a TikTok? I think it's Denzel. Seriously? I think I'll send you the TikTok. Oh no. Um, okay. He like he was talking about it and he's like, nobody says my name right. Mm. Um, but whatever. He is highlight. I think every single cast member was there for a reason and they played their part beautifully. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed Ryan Gosling because he was so goofy and tiny and skinny. Yes. And so young. So young, and I'll be like, y'all, that's Ken from Barbie. Yep. And they don't understand. They're like, it doesn't compute. Right. <laughs> um, I agree with you. There's not a single change. Uh 
it would have been so easy for them to just play like racial caricatures on both sides of the story but they provide such nuance with each character like it's just um they're all just so good uh Hayden Panettiere like Mm -hmm. what a good child actor like she is she could have been absolutely over the top in that like you know Disney TV show like oh shucks dad like kind of way um and she isn't she's so good in so many different ways I agree with you I think she was also the standout one of the standouts in that Mm -hmm. because she reminds me of my daughter in this movie oh yeah where she still was her age I love she was still her age but she also you saw like because of her circumstances her mom leaving she probably had to mature a little bit more whatever but she just played it so well. Mm-hmm. She wasn't obnoxious. She wasn't. Agreed. Like, it, it could have. I actually find uh, Boone's daughter to be slightly obnoxious in this movie. Yes. More so than Cheryl. But mm-hmm. I just thought that was a really good cast. I agree. I agree. Um, so, how do we think the movie holds up in the 2020s? Holds up. Still good. No question. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of those that will stand the test of time um, unless we somehow get rid of racism. I mean, that'd be really cool. I just don't... I would love that, but I don't think the isms are going away. Yeah. Um, um, there's just too many life lessons, and like we live in Wisconsin, so football. Right, exactly. Um, it's so completely relevant. Um, there are like some like some of this stuff with sunshine is like but you know it doesn't say whether he's actually queer or not but it's also their reactions to it are very of the 70s correct um so it just feels really genuine of like what the reaction would have been at the time i agree um and it wasn't overly done either because that was not a great time for minorities and people <laughs> I actually just watched a video about Lombardi and like because he had several um gay men on when he coached the Red Sox that were on his team and he oh really not the Red Sox the Red oh, like the now. yep and like he had a talk with his staff and he said if anyone treats them as less than a man because of that like you're fired as a coach he did that in Green Bay too with the black athletes yeah, he was instrumental in integrating it. So yeah. I, he, in that aspect, he's kind of like Herman Moon. Like, I want to mm-hmm. win football. I'm going to bring the best people. I don't actually care what you do on your own time or the color of your skin. So right. that's yeah, that's interesting. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, so next we're going to go to the best worst categories. Um, we're going to start with the best part. So for me, the best part is the all around character growth. Um, you know, I kind of mentioned Ray's the only one who doesn't really make any changes, but like Herman and Bill's friendship is like, you see all the, like how much it takes for them to get there. The same with like Julius and Gary, they're kind of like mirrors of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, But then like, you know, Julius is so upset when Gary doesn't make it down to play basketball with him. Um, And they, it's almost like a, almost like what you would associate like a girl fight with. Like, where girls get mad at each other like that. I love that they do that with them as boys. Like, because boys can feel that way too. Be, like, upset that a friend stood you up. 
Um, and I love Geary when he's in the hospital and like Julius comes in and he's like, Alice, are you blind? Don't you see the family resemblance? That's my brother. Like that whole scene. And he's like, you know, he admits he was scared of Julius. And he's like, now I know I was only hating my brother. And that just gets me in the feels all the time. I do love that because that's still today. We are scared of what we don't know. Yeah. And like they plan, like Gary's talking about them, like wanting to move somewhere where they don't have to experience racism. And like, it's just like all the growth. It's such good growth. Cheryl has great growth. Like she starts out just really salty that her dad's not going to get in Hall of Fame. But like she ends up understanding, like, it's more important for my dad to be a good person. Yeah. than to win the hall of fame and i just right, i which, love all that again high school football hall of fame also like right. why is he in the hall of fame and when he's still coaching it's so weird like do we have a high school hall of fame in wisconsin we do I, yes we do and the things are at lambeau field but like it's like in the corner of the atrium um but like he's yeah. not done coaching he's not done coaching so why is he entering the hall of fame when he's actively coaching plot hole that is i think one of the only plot holes yeah so what is the best part to you can i I say the whole thing i mean i'm not gonna argue that okay um i would have to agree the character growth is just it's just so well written i feel like i'm getting old Mm. now and maybe it's my language arts teacher in me but when things are well written i just really enjoy it it stands and, up so much better. Yes. And frankly, like, the Miles Morales movies are like that. Like, those oh, are so well written. Those Spider-Man movies are so well written. And I just, that's why it translates time and space, I think. Because they, the writing is relevant today. They didn't overdo those different aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's accessible to everybody. Yes. So I think that's the best part. I feel that way about books now too. Like right now yeah. I'm rereading Fellowship of the Ring and like the writing's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just makes, it's the same with like movie and TV shows. If they're well-written, it makes me feel so much better. Um, yeah. All right. Next is the worst part. So for me, um, the fact that it, it felt like it could be filmed today with just like the story could have taken place today and there would have been like some tweaks to it there would have been less like open segregation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you know like some of the racial slurs may have been less obvious but like maybe not um but like you know the beginning with the riot with about the young man being killed the young black man being killed by a white store owner like how many times have we seen shit like that in the news over the past couple of years like there's one that just happened like this one it's just really disheartening that this is still happening 50 years later and the fact that they could probably film this movie today and still like maybe the racism wouldn't be quite as obvious but it would still be there i agree um so what is the worst part to you oh they could they could have done better with Boone's daughter's character and i think his wife's character character could have had a little bit more screen time she's very one-dimensional yeah very flat i think that would be it she has that one scene where she's like, I just remember the way she says Herman. I always find I know. it so funny. Herman. No, I can't Herman. 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 
Stunning. <laughs> and it's just and like every time I'm like, she, I mean, she is stunning. She is gorgeous. Yeah, she's gorgeous. But like, Hammond. Hammond. Rubbing his afro. Um, <laughs> that scene makes me uncomfortable. Like, he's like, what do you think, mama? Ooh, oh, yeah, I hate that. Bro. I hate when couples call each other mama or daddy. Don't like it. It's not acceptable. Um, okay, so the best actor... Um, I picked someone because I figured you were going to pick Denzel. So I wanted us to have two different people. So I picked Ryan Hurst. Um, I think he is so good as Gary. Um, I love that actor overall. He plays Opie in Sons and he's Mm. so good as Opie as well. Um, But he goes from being like absolutely unlikable. Like he is one of my least favorite characters in the beginning to someone who is absolutely beloved and um like he has really funny facial expressions <laughs> yeah he like, does. in the locker room when they start telling the your mama jokes and he like doesn't understand what that is at first and he like his face is all over the place it's so funny I can like, see it happening like eyebrow up face scrubs like so i'm just i'm gonna go with ryan hurst i think he does a really good job i i would say right um Denzel, nothing mm-hmm. needs to be said, but also Cochios. Mm-hmm. Solid acting. Solid. It's just good acting. It's they're both so good. Like you don't have to think about them playing a character. They're that it is what it is. So right. And like Denzel's so good with the like smaller mm. like he's so not over the top. Like yep. He's very good with the like minute changes to his face or his tone or even like how we talked about the bus scene. Like he's just so good. He's so good. I agree. Um uh, he's the best. He is. Uh the worst actor. For me, um, I had either Burgess Jenkins as Ray or mm-hmm. Kate Bosworth as Emma. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. First of all, I'm gonna I'm going to refute you a little bit on Ray because I think that actor plays that character very well. I just think he's very one-dimensional. Like, I think he's meant to be, though. Okay. Because he's meant to be that character that's, like, static and not going to change. No character arc. He's not very interesting because he's going to stick with those good old boy Southern ideals. Yeah. Um, but also, okay. some, of the way, some of the times he delivers the lines, I'm like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like so oh, maybe he's supposed to be that name? way. Maybe. What's your daddy's name? Oh, you have a daddy boy? Oh, yeah. Um, and then Kate Bosworth. Again, like she gets some growth, but like I just I feel like she's kind of cardboardy. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if she needed to even be in the movie. Right. Like if it just seemed like to, another aspect. Like if they wanted to show how the students reacted, like that was in there. Well, I think it was supposed to be, like, another pull on Gary, like, to see if that would be what took him out of it, like, but I don't know. I just don't, like, I don't feel a lot from her. I feel so much from the other, like, the other characters are just so good. The other actors are just so good Mm -hmm. that I guess, I don't know, I just don't feel a lot from her. I agree. Did you have anybody else? No. Okay. Um, the best costume. Uh, you gotta. It has to be the maroon football coaching polos. 
yeah. the crisp white writing on them like there's That's also solid. like a there's also like a, a windbreaker version of this that Boone wears at one point he's what is is it is he wearing a t-shirt at Gettysburg what is he wearing I think it's the polo it might be the polo Hope we were both wrong. In the Gettysburg scene, Coach Boone is wearing a white t-shirt with a maroon T.C. Williams zip-up hoodie. Still a great look. Back to the episode. But I also want to honorable mention for Julius's outfit when he's meeting Gary's mom. That black leather. Oh, yeah. That's a nice look. I also wanted to honorable mention Boone's sunglasses when they get back from camp. Um, I just like them a lot. The worst costume to me is the team's outfits after the Gettysburg run. Why are they so dirty? You really can't let this go. No, that is absurd. That is an absurd amount of dirt. And they're all wearing white. I don't like it. I think because they were just sleeping in that. I don't like it. I think it's fine. You have you have a weird hang up on that. I think it's fine. They ran miles. They're sweaty. They're gunky. What's your um, worst costume then? Anything that Boone's daughter is wearing. Mm. Mm. But that's just because I don't want to wear that, and I would not force my child to wear that. But it's a different time. Okay, now we're getting to your best, your favorite category. Thoughts on the soundtrack? You know, I love it. I still listen to it every day, all day. But here's it's the so fun good. fact. You cannot find it anywhere. Yeah, you can. I found it on Spotify. Did you? Then send it to me. Oh, I was wrong. I did not find the actual soundtrack. I found a playlist, and there is no actual soundtrack on Spotify, and that's a damn travesty. So, back to the episode. I think so. I feel like I did. Um, I think it is so perfect. Like I, what the Titans theme? I even know what it's called. Of course, you do. Is just so beautifully written and the way they use it in the movie is fantastic and it is one of my favorite soundtracks it's up there with pride and prejudice with kira knightley oh i Um, listen to that on repeat that is a solid soundtrack the holiday not the official one no the holiday Mm. great Mm. music um the official soundtrack is not for sale anywhere. It's not anywhere. That's really sad because like it's so understand. good. I wonder if it's a licensing thing because I there's so, so many big names like Cat Stevens, Jackson Five, CCR, James Taylor, Leon Russell, Marvin Gaye, Bob Dylan. Like you can't find it anywhere. It's like White Christmas. Oh, I love White Christmas. I know you can't find that soundtrack anywhere. Just an FYI. Um, um, but I guess like it's so emblematic of the time. But like each song is not only like of the time but it fits the tone of like exactly the moment it is correct in. like and i'm kind of a soundtrack nerd so am i um, so like i have a lot of thoughts and feelings about soundtracks and this is oh. it's like so i good. feel some type of way when i hear this music yes and when i hear those songs this movie is the first thing i think of mm-hmm. like that's when i know a soundtrack is good when it makes me think of the movie right away mm-hmm. where I heard it. Um, so whoever like made this soundtrack needs a raise. Next, we are going to look at what changes we would personally make to the movie or what changes we think would be made if the movie were made in 2023. I don't think it should. 
um no change at all like being a period piece and based on historical events there's just not as much that can be changed you know like these are real people so you can't just like like they lived right Um, you can't just like pick them up and put it in the 80s and see how you'd do it differently like i also do not think it should be remade no oh my god no i would be irate almost to the level of the harry potter remake on hbo um i don't feel the same way about that i'm waiting to see modern casting if they were going to make it this is i i like this I only cast Boone and Yost because I'm not good with younger actors and I would want like actual teenagers to play the teenagers. So like I only cast Boone and Yost and I thought for Boone, um, I love Anthony Mackie. Oh my I God. Anthony Mackie or Leslie Odom Jr. or oh, Sterling K. Brown. I don't know if, I don't think, oh, Sterling K. Brown would be amazing in that role. Yes. I don't think Leslie Odom Jr. carries enough gravitas for that oh i do not agree with that statement no i don't think he's like such a smooth crooner um i'm i'm sterling sterling okay and then for yost i had sebastian stan mm-hmm. um i thought I ryan gosling would kind of be a cool that would be like, good. Parallel, like him now or i thought jensen ackles i'm just trying to think who would i oh i don't watch anything that's not a child show right so Bluey's dad. <laughs> we are like very different television watching <laughs> places of life. I'm watching One Piece, Bluey, Wreck-It Ralph, um, occasionally Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, I was watching The West Wing last night and um, I'm re-watching Andor and occasionally svu so jenna do you have any final thoughts about remember the titans before we wrap this up i believe everybody should see it at least once in their life once is not enough no it's never enough no i really enjoy this movie i'm actually really happy i got to watch it with my family and like i remember watching it with my family and in school and sharing it with my students and my children has been really special and it's a movie i will hold dear to my heart for many years to come same same well folks that's all we have for this episode of season two of stones top tens thank you jenna for co-hosting with me and thank you all for listening um i hope that you enjoyed it and you will join us next week for our first bonus episode because we are definitely not done with 10 episodes only um Please feel free to send me an email at stonestoptens at gmail.com. No apostrophe in the email address if you have any positive feedback. Um, the artwork for the show was created by Avery Summers. Uh, if you'd like to get notifications about Stones Top Tens, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your pods. Uh, make sure to rate and review and follow me on Instagram at Stones Top Tens. I'll see you next week for episode 11, which is 42.